0: On one hand, playing close games is nice, but on the other hand, you can't have too many of those where you're playing night, uh, playing close games and you come up short, uh, It's kind of like moral victories, you know, nice once in a while, but you can't rely on those, and they're not going to get the job done for you and not going to get you to where you want to go. We'll talk about this uh, Michigan game. Here tonight, as we're with you after every Michigan basketball game, and it was game number nine on the season. Michigan trying to snap a a two-game slide after their game on Saturday out at Oregon, which they lost in overtime, and then they dropped their final game down there in the Bahamas. Big Ten opener tonight with IU coming in. Michigan was a big seven-point favorite it was a two point game at the half and you know as uh i watch this game and it, it ends up you know a three point win for the hoosiers 78 75 michigan falling to 4 and 5 on the season this was a game uh, these two teams looked pretty even you know watching this game indiana with some more size and in, in their front court and they were trying to use that uh, late in the game and uh, in the end you know they did do that and the, the biggest shot ended up being uh, their big man, the the seven-footer uh, Ware, who had a big uh, one-hand running hook in the lane that made it a, a, a two-point game. And then Michigan was chasing after that. And uh, Doug McDaniel, who's um, an excellent player for Michigan, and he's a 77% free-throw shooter, he uh, split three pairs of free throws with under three minutes to go. It could be a little bit different story if he's able to make some free throws. So, uh, Michigan overall, you know, actually they they played pretty well. Like, uh, you know, they didn't win the game again. So that's one of those things like, you know, they they did some nice things. But when you don't win the game and, you know, you're at home against a, a Big Ten foe, I mean, we know what you have to do. I mean, these games – are important to protect your home floor. And Michigan was not able to do that. Some turnovers in the, in the second half, kind of some unforced ones. I think of a uh, cheddar and, you know, com kind of a little uh, loose with the ball. If they could have tightened some of those things up, it might've been a different story Uh here tonight. So, uh, you know, that's what I'm taking a look at. As I watch this game, you, um, you think about trying to get to the NCAA tournament and you, these are the kind of games uh, like tonight that you're going to have to win. You're going to have to make up and, you know, grab some, steal some on the road. Uh, that's what you're going to have to do. If you um, uh Michigan basketball. Now let's take a look at some of the numbers and Uh, Olivier Kamwa, you know, he came alive early in the second half, and you can see what, you know, he really brings to the table offensively. Man, he was really uh, the best player on the floor for a long stretch there in the beginning of the second half, uh, showing his repertoire offensively, stepping out, uh, hitting some jumpers, and then going down uh, in the paint against, you know, some bigger players for the Hoosiers on their front line and he was really putting in work. Uh, He had 18 points, five boards, and two assists for Michigan. Uh, Doug McDaniel, who came off uh, an outstanding scoring game out there in Eugene, uh, did not have it tonight. Three of 14 from the floor, did not hit a three-pointer for Michigan. 13 points, three boards, and two assists for Doug McDaniel. Go down the uh, list with the starters, TW2. Got double figures, 10-4 of 8. Not bad from uh, from Terrence Williams, who likes to get out of the wing and, and step in on the break to some of those three-pointers. And, you know, that's his shot. It looks good. Terrace Reed Jr. continues to struggle. That's disappointing for Michigan. You're hoping for more. I know you were hoping for more. I was hoping for more. Reed Jr. was hoping for more. And he just—I um, don't know—I say he can't get out of his own way. He's—I uh, think—mentally, uh, he—he gets called for. He's been getting called for too many travels, uh, two in the first half, and it, and it just kind of uh, affects his overall game. What you end up seeing for him, uh, seeing from him, uh, we know that he's a big guy, and that last year you saw him—you know—he's going to. He's going to draw some fouls fi- or he's going to commit some fouls that you'd say, man, that, you know, you you don't like to see him um, committing. But it's been the turnovers by Reed Jr., not the fouls here in the early going, which has been a disappointment. You know, it's as looks to me as much mental as anything. That's why people that have talked about, let's see a lineup change. Uh, I get that. Uh, tonight was not tonight with a with a bigger Hoosier front court, but um, I think you could see something like that in the uh, games ahead. As soon as the next game against uh, Iowa on Saturday, and Reed would be a candidate for that. Namari Burnett, we have seen his uh, streaky shooting, uh, but uh, 0 of four from downtown. Or I'm sorry, O of three from downtown, oh of four. From the field, and Jen thumbs up with uh, with four points for the charity stripe. Got to have more from uh, Burnett. Look, I mean that's uh, you know it's a it's a rough one. You know <laughs> when you're a starter, you don't play well, and Michigan loses. You know Namari Burnett has to play better. Reed Jr. has to play better. Doug McDaniel down the stretch has to play better. Now, if we're talking about you no, know, so those are the uh, those are the ones that you look at and and you talk about. The things that are positive, uh, Will Cheddar, seventeen points, six rebounds, and an assist. Will Cheddar has improved his overall game. You know, he's got a great demeanor when he's out there. He's got a uh, he uh, he's got a serious look on his face, and he has a serious game. And he has continued to get better. He uh, was really into it uh, tonight, knocking him down from uh, downtown. Look at him when you're six of seven from the field, and they were running some plays for him. You'd like to see even more of that. Uh, do I think that Will Cheddar can be put into the starting lineup? Sure. I think that overall, when we're talking about a lineup change, and this is something that if, uh, you know, you're a fan of Michigan and you think, well, what can they do? That's one of the things they can do. You know, to me, they have three players that are would be, like, really nice sixth or seventh men, you know, really nice bench players. Uh, one of those is Terrence Williams II. He started every game this year for Michigan. The other is uh, Trey Jackson, who's kind of an instant offense type player. And the third one is Will Cheddar, the redshirt sophomore from Minnesota, the six foot eight forward. All three of those guys are best suited to me coming off the bench. Unfortunately, or however, they need one of those guys to be in the starting lineup. It's Ben TW2 the whole time. And, you know, and so could they go to, you know, read again, it's a confidence thing. Yeah. Yeah, they could. And so uh, I, I would, I would say do that myself. I was ready to do it tonight and now I am ready to do it coming up on Saturday. So I am calling for a lineup change. I would put cheddar in for read, and I would do that starting on Saturday. Now, that's me. And uh, Trey Jackson, five points. Jalen Llewellyn, his second game back uh, just with three points. and It takes a while. You know, sometimes uh, I can go back and harken back to my own playing days where uh, you get hurt and you get back. And sometimes that first game you play halfway decent, but then, you know, there is a an adjustment to be able to get back up to speed. It's not just scrimmaging or playing in practice to get up to game speed. It takes a while. And so this has been two games, you know, hopefully it's going to be, you know, he didn't have, oh, you know, Michigan can't afford, they need him Uh or, you know, it would be nice to have him, you know, coming back and be able to do something. He did launch a, a three pointer and knock it down, but then had, You know, one of these just unforced turnovers where the ball just, you know, fell out of his hands and out of bounds. Expected when you're coming back from the uh, absence that he had a a whole year with a knee injury. But hopefully he can, um, you know, get that back and be back to, you know, where he was prior to the injury. So that's uh, the numbers. That's the long and short of it. We'll look at the upcoming uh, schedule. Let's take a look. At um, some of the feedback, uh, people looking forward to football, I get that. Kyle saying that the team struggles in the last five minutes. You know, Kyle, I'd say bingo on that. You know, the the story of Michigan's basketball season last year is that they were in a lot of games in the last five minutes. Heck, even in the last minute, you know, the... Uh, The road, uh, the ditch on the road to the NCAA tournament is littered with teams that can't get it done in the last five minutes or last minute. Michigan was one of those last year. Uh, That's what it's all about, being able to, you know, sure, you want to be able to get there, and uh, it's, again, nice to be able to put yourself in position to be in, like, a one-score game, you know, down the stretch, but You have to win your share of those games. Michigan, what did they win? One last year? Uh, And, you know, they got to be able to, you know, that's what it's about. It's about winning basketball games uh, down the stretch. And, uh, obviously, these last two games, they have not been able to do that. JR's talking about on the Michigan basketball postgame show, talking about uh, the offensive line. Kyle talking about uh Doug missing two crucial free throws. I would say three crucial three throws uh, free throws as he split uh the, the uh the three opportunities he had with uh with under 3 minutes to go. Uh so yeah, sure, two. I'll say three. Uh Trey Jackson brings he's got a nice offensive game. He's instant offense. He's kind of a nice player. He's got nice size. Comes off the bench. He's a southpaw, six foot ten. And you know, no complaints there. I mean, that he is what you kind of ex- expected. And so that's what we have seen from him. Uh Matthew talking about two and thirteen in one possession games under Juwan. They struggle in late game situations. I don't know if um if that is an accurate number and and their last 15 of, know, I don't know where you get the number from, but you know, they do struggle and you you, you could be right. You you might, you know, like Juwan has been uh, coaching, you know, this is his fifth year. They played in in more. So maybe you're just talking about the last 15 games and I don't know where we're talking about with one possession under five minutes under one, but you know, no, they have not done well. So uh, I'm with you uh, on that. And you know, you're right. But uh, it's where you say, well, what do they need to do? Where does it need to start? You know, you you can't start at the end by saying, hey, uh, they need to execute in late game situations. Um, Make your free throws. They they need to do a better job there. You know, going, having the ability of boxing out, rebounding, playing defense. You know, they they didn't. they didn't double the big man where, I mean, he's a seven footer letting him get in the lane and, you know, maybe forcing the ball out of his hand. That could be one, you know, they, they did a little bit of doubling, you know, that, so I, you know, I have to look at the, you talk about having to look at the tape, um, a little bit too close on that cat, you know, right in the lane. Didn't like that shot. That was the biggest shot of the game. You know, Reed just uh, playing him one-on-one, you know, that's the thing. So something there Uh, mentioned making the free throws. I like some of the offensive execution. They, they were going to McDaniel and they were going to Kamwa late in this game. And, you know, uh, with, with mixed results, we already talked about the missed free throws from McDaniel. He's got to do better. I mean, he was, it was good. Him drawing some fouls there, Uh, but you got to step up and you got to make your free throws. Kamwa had one block, but then came back and made a sweet J. When you're talking about a back and forth type game, you know, he is their, their go-to guy, but you know, in in an evenly played game with two evenly matched teams and a tie game where you're talking about one possession, all of these small things matter. And so the, the, tonight it was the free throws and, you know, not being able to, uh, squeeze the ball on, you know, they finally with what um, um, McDaniel makes it a one point game with, you know, 35 seconds to go as he splits a pair, you know, that, that's a big deal. But then IU, you know, they get two shots at the post and they miss it. Michigan's got to be able to secure that rebound and the ball ends up going off of of Reed. I mean, that's uh, a big play in the game. Missed free throw not being able to squeeze the rebound and be able to get the possession there an additional possession for IU. IU did a good job fouling and not allowing Michigan to even get it into the front court to have an opportunity at a uh, at a tie field goal, certainly a tie three-pointer. Uh, that was good. Uh, and, and hey, you know, you you talk about it. you watch enough college basketball, you say, oh yeah, this is exactly what you do. But then there's a lot of teams that aren't able to do it. Talking about being up three and fouling the other team before they get a a, a shot up. Indiana was uh, able to do that tonight. They did a good job uh, that way. So that's it. Michigan has dropped three in a row. Let's see. I'll go through some of those. Matt said um, the uh, it was Oregon basketball. He was referencing the, the late game situation. Michigan go blue says you think the late game issues is mainly a coaching issue. We obviously have the talent. Uh, no, I, you know, it's, it's, well, you know, the easy thing. I went through some of that execution. Every game is different. You know, somebody was complaining about, Hey, Michigan can't even bring up the ball. You know, that's, that's coaching uh, talking about the Oregon game. Well, who did you want bringing up the ball? They had Doug McDaniel with the ball flying up the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the court and, you know, the ball just got tipped and went off his leg. I mean, that, that's McDaniel. You had the ball in the player's hands. He's got to be able to get the ball up the floor, uh, tonight. When you go into this, uh, we've already mentioned the, the free throws, you know, McDaniel, it's three minutes to go. It's, uh, you know, IU by one. McDaniel gets fouled. Great. Splits the pair. So it's a tie game. No big deal. But then, um, you know, McDaniel gets fouled again when it's a, a two-point game. He's only to make one. So that's a one-point game. And then you come down, blocking out and being able to get a rebound. I don't know. Being able to make, uh, is it clutch plays, routine plays when um, when everything matters? you got to make your share of them and be able to close out win ball games and Michigan has not been able to do that. So I would you know, you talk about the coaching, I'm going to I would talk more about the players. Got to be able to make those plays. Got to be able to make those free throws. Got to be able to get a rebound. And you know, to me that was it. The missed free throws tonight, uh late in the game, by McDaniel and not being able to get that rebound in a in a one-point game, in a one-point game with with, uh, 35 seconds to go, 35.6 to go. After McDaniel makes it a one-point game, making one of two free throws, IU comes down, goes into the post, hammers it in there, misses it. They get the rebound. They go back up. They miss it again. The ball initially is called Michigan. Michigan's going to have the ball with 35.6 to go. They go to the replay, clearly went off of Reed Jr. got to be able to get that rebound. That comes to a box-out situation. Is that coaching? You know, you tell me. Did anyone think where hooked Reed on the hook late? I'd have to go back and look at that. I mean, he, he, you know, as uh, last-second shots go or under a minute, like, he was, uh, I mean, the guy's a seven-footer, and, you know, he looked like Kareem. And the paint on that one, I'd have to look to see his offhand. I didn't really see that part. So that's where we're at. You know, these games right here, Michigan is, uh, they're in a tough spot now. You know, playing these close games, good, but you got to win some of them. And they have not been able to do that. That's, uh, it's, the thing that's disappointing about this team is that the first three games of the year, they looked great. Great. I gave them an A plus. You know, and the first thing you say, well, it was UNC Asheville, Youngstown State. Fair enough. And then they went out and played St. John's and MSG and say, okay. And they looked awesome out there. And then you think, oh man, share on the ball. This team, look at man, they they've got McDaniel looks great. Comwa's a great addition. You know, they're really, but Namari Burnett went off in the first half out there at the MSG. And then they, you know, you're thinking, okay, at some point they're going to get Llewellyn. Who was it? It was um, it was Dane Fife. What game was he doing? Uh, was he doing the game the the St. John's game at MSG? And look, you know, uh, broadcasters, whatever, you know. But you know, these guys are the experts. You're going to at least listen to what they have to say. And Dane Fife said, you know, this team is one ball handler, ball handler, away from being elite. And he wasn't talking about being elite in the big 10. He was talking about being elite in the country. That's how good they looked. And that's what, you know, Dane Fife was saying. That's a, it seems like a long time ago now talking about this team being one ball handler away from being elite. But you know, that's what happens when you start out and you play so well and you look so good, and you're sharing the ball and you're doing everything. And then, you know, you hit the skids a little bit. Now they've, uh, they've played hard and tight games these last two, but they haven't been able to, win one of them, different story. I think we're sitting here, you know, being under 500, you know, it, it doesn't take, um, you know, Joe Lenardi, you know, there, there's no reason to start looking at the, uh, the net numbers or, you know, quad four losses or anything yet, because, um, you know, it's, it's not very good, <laughs> you know, you got to win a couple of ball games before you start looking at something and uh, get on the good side of 500, before you start thinking about, hey, they got to string some wins together. they got to win this Saturday at Iowa. This Indiana team uh, – uh, no, it was Purdue I watched taking on Iowa. Punched them. Purdue's doing that, I guess, to a lot of teams. So, we'll see. Who did I watch? Indiana. Maybe it was Iowa. It was just the other night. And, and Indiana looked pretty good. I was surprised that Michigan was a seven-point favorite. But that's kind of how the Big Ten works, man. You're at home and you're going to be desperate for a win, the home teams are usually taking care of that. Michigan not able to do it tonight. All right, man. Uh, I do appreciate everybody uh, joining us if you're watching this, listening to it after the uh, the fact. Matthew, thank you for getting in. I, I like people that you know watch the game right afterwards. You want to discuss it. You want to make some points. That's why we're here. Uh, it's, uh, it's fun to come on and, and talk about Michigan. Hopefully, we're able to talk about some positive things uh, and the bottom line, talk about some wins. I mean, there's some positive things to talk about, but it, it, it's not much fun, you know, like, yeah, well, cheddar was nice tonight, you know, and that's nice, but in a losing effort, it's not so nice. So, uh, they got some cover right now, the, the basketball team because the the football team is doing what they're doing. If the, you know, if football season was over and it was, uh, you know, not a college football playoff. A lot of the focus with, you know, he's talking about Jawan and and Martelli and recruit. I mean, we've been talking about all kinds of things. Still talk about a little bit of that, but they're getting cover from the football team. It's weird. You know, Jawan Howard, when he was down in the Bahamas, you know, like first, you know, it's not a weird situation. It's a, a health situation. But, you know, when he went out to the MSG, it's like, wait, hey, Juwan Howard was with the team in practice, but now he's, you know, back in the locker room watching the games. So, okay. You know, hopefully Juwan's feeling better. Then you had him down in the Bahamas and he was on the floor and he was standing up, I thought, a little bit too much, but hell, he's the head coach. And, you know, then he got thrown out of the game. And then he, I think, I think it was the doctor. The pre- this is just complete speculation on my part. You know, when whatever he did to get thrown out, I think the doc said, hey, just you got to, you got to be able to relax a little bit more during the game, or whatever. That's again my guess, and that's he looked way more relaxed uh, tonight on the sideline. But man, it's it's uh, it's a pressure cooker, so it's tough to just sit there, especially when you're used to being the head coach and standing up on the sideline, working the rafts, doing everything. Now you got to like have the the seatbelt on, and you got to be sitting there. That's got to be difficult. Uh, for Juwan Howard, I would say, especially when the team is um, performing like they are as of late. Probably felt pretty good watching the team for the first three games. All right, let's look at that upcoming schedule. I can sit here all night. And if you, hey, you're still watching, listening to this, you are one of the diehards of Michigan basketball, and it's nice to you know have you out there. That upcoming schedule is brought to you by the Mason Blue Review, and good afternoon, Michigan Football and Basketball. This very feed that you're watching or' listening to right now, two o'clock, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That means coming up tomorrow almost just later on today. We'll um, We'll be here uh, talking about the uh, the latest with the uh, the Wolverines. Here is the upcoming schedule. And after the Oregon loss and then tonight's loss to IU, now Michigan, I said Saturday earlier, that was a mistake. It is uh, going to be out in Iowa City in a matinee this Sunday. Luckily, the the BTN, if I could complain about uh, Peacock for just one second, look, you know, I could complain about having to shell out to six bucks a month. You know, whatever. I can't complain about that. But if I'm going to shell out the six bucks, you know, I would like to be able to watch the game where it doesn't look like, it, um, you know, in the 1980s or something, or I don't know. From watching it on a on a computer out on an island, like uh, the I don't know if it was just me, but too many times there there was almost a spot where I was like, "All right, this is ridiculous. I got to call a Peacock and tell them that their feed's a joke." And then you know they seem like they got it a little bit. The audio isn't married up really well. They, you know, I don't know if the who the engineers are, if that's something. Or it just has to do with it being a streaming service, and there's just limitations where it just doesn't look like or sound like a normal broadcast, even though I'm paying an additional $5.99 a month. Yeah, I'll complain about that. Uh, make me pay the money, but then give me something that I want to watch where I don't think like I have to, you know, go looking for the phone number and call up and complain. I do like Steven Bardo, and it's the first time I'd ever heard a Chris Collinsworth kid who sounds so much like uh, uh, Jack Collinsworth, sounds so so much like his dad. And, you know, so it was like having Chris Collinsworth doing a a basketball game, Jack Collinsworth doing it. Um, I was ready, you know, have him start talking about Patrick. Oh, Mike, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, what are we watching here tonight? But he did a solid job on uh, the call. So I'm not making fun of him. I I would give him, uh, as uh, broadcast go, high marks on the broadcast. So that's where I'm at right there. Oh, yeah, here you go. Thank you, William. That's what I watched. I watched you uh, dismantle Maryland. Thank you. I watched Purdue dismantle Iowa. I mean, they just tore them apart. And then IU worked over Maryland pretty good. That's right. How soon I forget? You know, just watch it. I mean, they we're talking like two nights ago and I can't remember a game. All right. Uh, you know, I'm not getting high marks on that. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you tomorrow at two o'clock on this feed. And then Sunday after the Michigan Iowa game, if you're just the Michigan basketball aficionado thanks for watching take care everybody the final tonight 78 75 michigan drops to four and five on the season good night everybody